free call in line at 855-450-3733. You can give us a call. Talk about whatever you want to talk about here on the live Thursday night edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Michelle. That's right. Ian is sexy, a- sexy. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, sexy and sexier. I was talking about Ian, so you're saying that word really <laughs> threw me off. Um, Ian, our normal uh, first seat host, is off. What is he trying to do? He's trying to become uh, one of the city council critters. Is that right? He wants to be a politician. Yeah, so he's uh, gone. And going, <laughs> Go to it, Ian. Woo! I, I guess he's uh, he doesn't have he doesn't harbor any uh, beliefs that he might actually make it. He's apparently got to go before the other city council critters and ask them if he might uh, join their elite club. And I'm reasonably certain that they have. No desire to let him in, but he does see it as an opportunity to oh hassle them over something, uh, and you know tell. I them. just don't want to. I don't want to do that with my life. You know. Well, you know, to each, to each his own, I suppose. <laughs> I'm. So, are you sure it's not like if you can't beat them, join them? I mean, I've heard a lot of free staters talking about how. How far along that the in the system people have taken liberty here in the state of New Hampshire? In the oh, last I don't few think I, I don't think it, uh, that's the case at all with Ian. I mean, yes, he will acknowledge that the out, inside the system people have had uh, successes, and they're quanti- it's easier to quantify those successes. But I mean, if he wanted to win the, I believe he's running for state house. Uh, if he wanted to win that state house seat. He wouldn't run as a libertarian. I mean, you know, it's, it's right. already throwing yourself 30 points behind, if not uh, more. And so, you know, if he wanted to win the uh, this this seat, he just sees an opportunity to go in there and talk to them. You know, they have to give him a microphone. They have to let him talk for 10 or 15 minutes. So, you know, he's going to go do that. I suppose he's got some less lesson to, uh, you know, I don't know, talk to them about or something. Well, you know, he um, I guess if you have the opportunity and there's uh, the, an audience and you wouldn't normally have the chance to go before those people with what it is that you have to say, I guess there's some, you know, merit to uh, to doing that. But um, is, is he is he is, is the purpose to challenge them? Is it to make them think? Is it to win them over to liberty? I don't know. I just would really want to be clear on my vision. I don't think that uh, I, I don't think he has any any delusions that he's going to do any of those things. Um, but you know, whatever. If, if that's what he wants to do, it, it gives him credence. Perhaps that says that he's trying his best. Credence or credibility? Uh, whatever. I don't know. Is there a difference? Hmm. Um, yes. Okay. Well. Uh, anyway, I put in a story, and I think it's kind of interesting, Michelle. And you know, I'd, I'd love to have your opinion on it. And anybody who wants to call in at eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Oh. But this is Free Talk Live, and we do take your calls. So let's go ahead and go to the phones rather than uh, starting on my story here with Joe in Idaho. Joe, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I called you yesterday. Sorry for hanging up on you. It's just a really bad connection sometimes when you're in the mountains, you know, or when you're shucking corn. <laughs> you're we live corn? I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mean to go off on you yesterday and stuff. I'm not a super conservative. I just... I really don't like corruption. I like freedom, you know? Yeah, I'm with you. I don't like corruption either. And I think that the first step that we would have towards that is, uh, you know, probably holding our politicians responsible um, for their actions. I think the first step of freedom is just declaring that you're a free human being and acting accordingly. I'm independent. Well, look, anyway, here's the thing. Um, Yeah, they were were talking, uh, I think yesterday I was talking to, I think, one of y'all and then another guy. We're talking, and you said that... uh, you wanted me to give you a slogan about uh, 
Jesus Christ and uh, NATO ammunition and stuff. Well, I I didn't mean to respond inappropriately, but I, I didn't want to associate the two of those. I mean, I didn't mean to go off the deep end about uh, violence if diplomacy doesn't work. I just, I really love what our founding fathers did. I I support our Constitution. And I, I don't love right. what our founding fathers did, and I don't support the Constitution. Well, we've uh, we had this conversation with Joe, with Joe yesterday, and I, Joe, I totally understand. I believe I, I believe to to understand where you're coming from. I believe I that six like the- or seven years ago, I felt exactly the same as you did. That uh, you know. Uh- the- What about liberty? I mean, what about... What about <laughs> Crap, what was that? Well, I, I do care about liberty, Joe, and I, I, think, ever, I think the best way to get to liberty isn't that? really through the Constitution. Well, haven't you ever heard that song in the 1980s? And I'm proud to be an American. Oh, my gosh. I just wanted to die every time I heard that song. Let me ask you. You mentioned... I wasn't here last night, and I didn't hear the show. Um, you mentioned something about Christian and everything. Are you a Christian? Absolutely. Oh, me too. Praise the Lord. Okay, so let's talk about that for a second, because (laughs) since you bring that up, um, I would like to know what government does Jesus endorse? When he walked the earth, where in the Gospels do you see him ever endorsing any government other than self-government and the government where he said the kingdom of God is within you? I find him uh, endorsing a monarchy, a just monarchy, God the Father being the king. Okay, and so if we're going to go by uh, what the Bible says, then the the kingdom of heaven has not been established, right? It has been. Well, see, you know, what the Bible basically says about this is, or as believers, after you're saved, that's just like the tip of the iceberg mm-hmm. of salvation. But we're waiting for him to come back and... I don't believe in the pre-tribulation rapture. I believe in the that you have to go through it and stuff. But before, well, when he comes back, that's it says the old heaven and old earth are going to be destroyed. So there's going to be a new heaven and new earth, whatever that means. Okay. So you know, what what government did what government did uh, Christ suggest you you honor here on earth? A monarchy, a just monarchy. But it, it says in Romans thirteen. I don't believe that thing that being subjugation to everything, including tyranny. Uh Uh-uh. The way, what it says is it says our leaders and our civil authorities come from God. And it says that their only just job is to uphold our rights and and uphold the the natural law, God's law. But they don't do that. And when they cease doing that, that, that... they, they go against God. Okay, law. so so let's just go with that for a second. I would I would pretty much uh, expect you to agree that the Sixteenth Amendment, which was ratified what uh, December nineteen thirteen, IRS? IRS, yeah. So, do you agree that to um, force people to pay taxes is a violation of their na- of natural law and uh, holding a gun to someone's head and threatening to rob them of the fruit of their labor um, is is uh, is theft? Yes, it is. But so, you know, do you do you tax. file do you file income taxes? No, I don't. Have you ever paid income taxes? In one form or another, you have. So, yes. why don't you personally abstain from those things, such as paying income taxes or asking permission to do things which are inherent to you as a created being and your natural rights, which you claim? Then, um, why do you participate in that? Don't you wouldn't wouldn't that be sin for you then to be participating in something that was in violation well, of God's law? 
Is it sinful to be enslaved? I mean, if 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 somebody is uh, threatening violence upon you, is it sinful to be enslaved by them? Um, I would. If somebody threatens violence on me, well, I'm going to give them two verbal warnings. Back up, buddy. I'm going to have my hands up. It depending on the level of threat they pose. After I've gauged what they're doing, if they ha- I'm going to beat the living stuffing out of them. If they have a weapon, they're toast. Who did Jesus I mean, beat up? Jesus didn't beat up anybody. Right. No, but, you know, see, he told his disciples in Luke 22, he said, you don't own a sword, sell your tunic and get one. It also says in First Timothy, forget the chapter at least, but it says that if you don't protect your house, your family, your cattle, your property, you know, your kids and stuff, you're worse than infidel. One of the mm-hmm. things it says you could be condemned for in Galatians 5 is being a coward. Too many people are afraid to fight against injustice. Most of the churches out there are 501c3 nonprofit whorehouses. Yeah. Well, I agree. I agree with you on that last statement. I, I absolutely do agree with you. It's a justice. The problem I have with the the Bible is is that uh, the Beatitudes, uh, you know, will say something like you, you what what you said. I'm sure is true, Joe. But at the same time, the Beatitudes. Uh, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Um, the Beatitudes will say something like, "Well, you know, you need to turn the other cheek, and uh, you know, if uh, somebody you know takes your your cloak, you need to give them your shirt too." And so it it, it kind of contradicts itself, and you don't know when what to apply when. Right. I mean, who knows? I don't know. Yeah, your thoughts, 855-450-3733. I think it's cl- pretty clear, though, that theft is wrong. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. The live Thursday night edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Michelle. And I want to tell you real quick about bitcoins. Bitcoins are an internet currency. They allow you to send and receive money very quickly on the internet. Um, You can do that without any fees or any government agencies or any corporations or banks getting involved and taking their little cut of it. Um, It's impossible, mathematically impossible for anybody to mess with your account in any way. They can't freeze your account like PayPal is uh, sort of known to do. Chargebacks, if you're a business, chargebacks are at your discretion. Um, You know, Bitcoins give you 100% complete control over your money, and you can find out more about them as they continue. I wouldn't call it a meteoric meteoric rise, but they're continuing to move up in value. Nine-something right now, right? Yeah, they're about 9.33 the last I saw, but that doesn't make it, uh, you know, certainly, you know, it it changes minute by minute. And uh, Free Talk Live is not only a radio program, but a podcast, too. And so, you know, you could be listening to this at any time. But you can... Go to weusecoins.org and check out uh, you know the video on bitcoins. Find out well you know more about them because these things are changing the internet and changing the world, frankly. And then you can go to bitinstant.com and get your bitcoins at more than seven hundred thousand, almost a million locations soon. 
um, you can get your bitcoins through bitinstant.com. Those are uh, actually eight ninety now. They're they're at you know they they move up and down. They're somewhat volatile. So anyway, bitinstant.com. Let's go to Conrad in Fargo. Conrad, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, Mark. Uh, just real quick, I wanted to touch on you guys. Uh, had that talk about atheism and theism. Yes. Um, and I, I just wanted to do some clarification by looking at the Latin roots of those words. Um, you know, we have a lot of words in the English language, this way, real quick, that have A in them, like asymmetrical, anarchy, yep. atheism, and it just means without. So atheism well, means... A or, an, no... a or an generally means that. When you're talking about anarchy, that's where they use the A-N. But go ahead. Sure, sure. But, but my point is it just means without. So yep. anarchy means having no ruler, whereas mono, meaning one, has one ruler, right? Monotheism means having one god. Anarchy, and, or I'm sorry, atheism means having no god. And so it's not a, it's not a claim, right? It's not a negative claim, and it's not a, like uh, what you're describing would be more accurately described as anti-theism, which many atheists who call themselves atheists are also um, anti-theists. Anti well, but I I, I, I agree with you as far as the the etymology of the word goes. I mean, you've got you've got the high ground there when it comes to the etymology. But I mean, the terminology as it gets used in day to day language is very important. Um, I mean, you know, that you can, you can find that with many words. Whom is almost disappeared. Um, I use whom. I, I'm, I'm glad you do. But do you to know? Whom, do you know whom. when to use the a and the e in effect? Um, you know, I mean, I, actually, I do. But that's that's. Uh, it, I have to stop and then. Okay, is this a noun? This is a verb, and you know, and and figure it out myself. But the average person just doesn't do those things. They talk as they talk, and. Uh, the, the, and, and there is a large movement, just like there's the liberty movement right now. There's a atheist and a skeptic movement, and these atheists are very clear on the terminology they use. And atheism is not mutually, and this is this is a huge big point. Atheism is not necessarily mutually exclusive with agnosticism. Okay, so there's anti-theism and theism, mm -hmm. which are necessarily opposed to each other. Um, but atheism just means not making any claim at all. You have to start from first principles, which means nothing, which means making no claim. An atheist, by definition, and as the people, the members of the movement, which I would say those are the ones who get to define it, would tell you it is simply the lack of a claim. I just have like seen I don't play golf on Sundays. One person, Conrad, one person uh, who claimed to be an atheist that claimed. Uh, you know that that use that terminology as you claim, and this is the non-stamp collector. You can see, you can find him on uh, YouTube, and he has some brilliant, uh, you know, commentary on uh, the Bible and that kind of thing. But he uses the term and uses the term essentially to mean that he has no God. And I think that you know, fine if you, if one wishes to use that, but one has to be very careful when one uses the term that way because the average person does not believe that uh, it doesn't understand the terminology that way. Conrad, thanks for the well, call. Okay. Yeah, thank you. All right. I mean, I, I, I get I get his point. He's trying to make a, uh, you know, a specific definition. He's trying he's trying to, to uh, you know, stake out the definition of a word. And here on Free Talk Live, I can't tell you how many times I've run across this. Um, you know, people want to stake out 
the definition of a word. And if the word's important to you, I suppose that you may want to do that. One of those words is capitalist. Mm. <laughs> in in our movement, uh, there are people that call themselves, you know, people who believe in the ideas of liberty. They believe that uh, humans have rights and that uh, governmental agencies are just humans wishing to uh, exercise authority over others that, that they don't really have. Um, they might call themselves anarcho-capitalists. Yes. Now, to me, this is uh, this is tantamount to referring to oneself as a, a pedo rapist. Um, I mean, I just I think that this is a term that doesn't mean what they think it means to other people. I use it. I use it contextually sometimes. If my audience, I, I use different words in different scene, scenarios based on the audience that mm-hmm. I'm talking to, and so I have claimed to be an anarcho-capitalist. I've also claimed to be a, a voluntarist. And I, my favorite one is, though, I'm a twirler. A twirler? Yeah. What, what's that mean? Oh, basically, I just want to be able to twirl and not be bothered, not be stopped, not be have anything put in my way. And as long as I'm not bumping into you and everything, I'll just leave me the hell alone. I like the um, term, um, I, I, I like uh, neo-abolitionist. That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. But it's another obscure little term that doesn't mean anything to anybody. I suppose it not meaning anything to somebody is superior to it meaning something to somebody different than what you want it to mean. So capitalism can mean different things to people. Capitalism can mean, you know, a uh, marketplace that is unencumbered by, uh, you know, uh, armed gangs calling themselves the government or whatever. Or it could mean what we have today. Many people define capitalism as what we have in the United States today. As opposed to corporatism, which is... So, what, Probably a lot closer to what we have in the right. United States today, or mercantilism, or... Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a bunch of other terms. Right. That, so uh, we don't... We, we agree that we don't have free open markets. You and That's I one. do. Yes, we agree. <laughs> and you and I agree that the collusion between corporations and the government create unfair advantages to those corporations, and therefore, that is not... Um, an equal opportunity to the marketplace. Sure. I mean, with the way, once you have these restrictions and, uh, you know, of, of license, not, not li- you know, licensing and the, the stuff that the government does, essentially it's an opportunity for big businesses to keep little businesses out of the competition, out of the competitive ring. And it's competition, which brings better service and innovation to the marketplace and serves everybody, um, you know, better. Let's go to Erod calling from Georgia. Erod, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Yeah, hi. You know, that last caller was an excellent um, introduction to what I want to talk about, and that's language. Tease it uh, real quick, so, Erod. Pardon me? Tease it. Tell us tell us what you're going to tell <laughs> us. Cause I'm, Dangle I'm a bring, carrot. I'm going to have to bring you back. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, well, <laughs> he doesn't want to dangle a carrot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not making myself clear. The music's going on. We'll come back, talk about Erod and language and logic. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line. 
You can give us a call here. Talk about anything you want to talk about. We've been talking about etymology, I guess. Uh, to Just on the radio, but on, when we're not on the radio, we're talking about sex. And you're talking about how gullible I am. <laughs> and that I don't do Coke or drink Coke. There's, right? There's, Nothing sexier in the <laughs> world, Michelle, than a beautiful woman who's gullible, I'll tell you. Because you know you can talk them into it, Because we'll it is. swallow anything? <laughs> That's right. You can talk them into it. <laughs> okay. It's, it's good for you. It's, and you're saying I'm gullible? It's a health health elixir. <laughs> you didn't, you'd never heard the uh, the old... Hen- I didn't fall for your two jokes the that Henway like joke? sucked. <laughs> What's a henway? Four to five pounds? Anyway. I said, I don't know what a henway is. <laughs> <laughs> 855-450-3733. Uh, Free Talk Live's phone lines are brought brought to you by SACL CAI. It's a company that handles accounts receivable. Uh, The principal over there, Jason Osborne, would like to remind you to share your favorite episode every week of Free Talk Live on your Facebook or Twitter. It's a great way to, well, you know, use the power of social media to spread the ideas of liberty. And you can find SACL's banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. Let's get back to Erod calling from Georgia. Erod, you're on Free Talk Live. Okay. Yeah, I was. Uh, I wanted to talk about language and logic, and the last caller kind of was a good introduction to what I want to talk about. You know, okay, you and that's good. great, and I can't wait to hear what you have to say. The next time you call in and you're told to give a little, you know, he intro, hear me, yeah, Michelle. I know, no, no. So we're gonna tell him. So the next time he knows. So oh, what, I'm Mark sorry, was. I just- Mark was wanting you to say, hey, you know, I'm going to tell you that you're all wrong about the definitions. So then that makes all the listeners go, wait a minute, I've got to stick around to find out what he's going to say. <laughs> I'm sorry. I heard the music and I thought I was going to be cut off. Yeah. But but anyway, you know, um, the, over the last uh, week, week and a half, you guys have been, you know, having, you know, you know kind of on and off just the kind of discussion about, you know, atheism, cosmology. And uh, last week, um, you know, uh, Ian was reading an article, uh, I guess, on the Higgs boson particle. particle. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, and and I'm a Christian, but, you know, there was an article that he read and uh, and there was something that was in there that I've heard and I've read it before. And, you know, (laughs) you know, it was just just glanced, glanced over like there was nothing. And, And what he said is in this article you know, there was something said that, well, there are three kinds of nothing. Okay? Do you recall that, Mark? I don't, but I'm taking your word for it. Go ahead. Yes. Okay. And so, I, you know, and I've heard that before. And, you know, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm listening to this thing. And, again, nobody, what I'd like to see is equal opportunity laughter. You know, you guys have, over the years, you know, chuckled at, you know, certain Christian things. Like, oh, yeah, that's funny. That's absurd. But listen to this. This is a scientist, a scientist now, who is t- actually telling me that there are three types of kinds of nothing. And I want to ask this guy, okay, you know, let's define these terms now. Let's talk, let's, etymology, what is nothing? What it, you know, <laughs> the absence of things, the absence of matter, the absence of energy, okay? So I want to ask this guy, okay, well, what does... Kind or type number one, you know, uh, nothing differ from, you know. Type uh, number two. Uh, 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 exactly. And then number three, okay? But again, because this guy is a scientist, uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe because of some biases or something that no one laughs about this. Yep. I mean, it, it is, it's a I'm with you, Erod. You're right. Pardon me? You're right. It's, 
It's a nonsense statement, a completely nonsense statement. And, Mark, you were right, you know, because you said, well, you know, sometimes... She loves it when people say that, by the way. You're right, Mark. You're right. I can feel my head growing. I know. His chest puffs out. Mark, you were right in what you said is that sometimes that we have to take the words of scientists. Now, when they do their, you know, inductive, you know, uh, research, you know, I got to take the word for it. I mean, you know, if if they're, you know, two uh, electrons and, you know, now and some sort of collider, and it comes out with, you know, with, they, they say it's a certain amount of energy, I pretty much have to take their word for it. But what I, you know, what I scream about is how they interpret that data, you know, and the words that they use and the, word, and the way they're putting toge- together doesn't make sense. Here's another example. Let's talk about cosmology. You know, what is I've that? Read, What's cosmology? Cosmology is the, the, the is, uh, is, is is all about the, uh, creation. Okay. You know, either you know either if you if you believe in the um, you know the Big Bang cosmology or if you believe in that you know uh, the, that God created everything. So that's you know that creation versus evolution of cosmology. Okay. So right now the current view of cosmology is the big is the Big Bang theory. But here you go again. Here's scientists again. And you know I read in my textbooks. I, my kids were not in high school not not too long ago. This is what I grew up, you know, and this is what they taught me. You know, they say things like, well, 15 to 18 billion years ago, the universe exploded into being. Okay. And so now I'm, 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 I'm analyzing. I don't even argue with people about that because I wasn't around 15 billion well, years well, ago. The and there's, it, so, in, in order for it to be science, it has to be replicable. And it's well, not so a replicable. Michelle, I'm talking about thing. language right now. Mm. They said 15 to 18 years ago, the universe exploded into being. Okay, I want to ask the guy, well, what was it before the explosion? Non-being? You see what I'm saying? Their language, there's something wrong with their language. I want to understand what these people are saying, but again, the words they use and the way they are saying them is illogical and irrational. You know, it exploded into being... What was it before it exploded? And the more and, and the worst and the most egregious form of the way they use language is that okay, let's get beyond all that. Let's get to planet Earth, molten Earth. You know, it's you've, let's talk about the primordials. You know, soup out there. You've I have a suggestion protein. for you. It's a yeah. it's a really good suggestion, and I'm actually I never give people suggestions unless I'm it's already something that I do myself. But um, jails have a really high rate of illiteracy. And so you could take your all your passion and your love of of words and um, go up to the jails and teach people how to read. And then that way you can be uh, passing on a love of of words and their proper definitions and thereby began a new trend where people are communicating more effectively with uh, the proper use of words. Well, the thing the thing about it is, though, is you that... You don't like that suggestion? Well, no, I... I so you just want to complain, suggestion. you just want to complain and whine. I'm well, so no, I'm so not in the mood, though. I, I mean, like, people just want to go, they just want to nag, 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 and I don't like no, it like this. No, okay, you so what? you were grumpy when no, you came I in. did. What are you going to do about it? No, I'm scared. Michelle, <laughs> Michelle, the point is this. This is the point, is that people call me an illogical, irrational Christian, 
And here I am. I mean, I love science. Absolutely love it. One of my best, best subjects. In fact, my brother is a Ph.D. in physics. And we have these conversations all the time. But I don't let them get away with bad and sloppy language. I want to understand these things. And, 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 when, and when they start, you know, when you start with this, you know, this the sloppy language, I mean, I raised my hand. I said, whoa, 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 time out now. I'm not going to let you get away with that, and but because people don't let you get away with statements, you know, you read a scripture right. out of the Bible, and it's some sort of, you know, well, that's all crap and what have you. Science is, you know, has now, you know, said this and that. You know, I'm sorry, but again, I was getting to the most egregious, you know, use of language. Do it quickly. That when, Do it quickly. Go ahead. Oh, the, the most egregious use of language is that when scientists, and this is what I learned, is that you got all these, you know, proteins and what have you, and okay, they got together and they say that it happened. How did it happen? By chance. This is what I learned. This is what my kids are learning. By chance. Do you see anything wrong with that? I don't know. Tell me. As if anything can happen by chance. What can happen by chance? The causal agent of chance. What is it? Nothing. <laughs> what is chance? Ontologically, what is chance but a word that explains the mathematical possibilities of something occurring? Chance is not a thing. It is not matter. It is not anything. Hey, when I it's play Yahtzee nothing. and I roll the dice and I can't make use Thank of you, anything with those numbers, that's called chance. <laughs> I'll take it. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. You really can bring up anything. 855-450-FREE. Hey, college students. The Independent Institute in Oakland, California is putting on the Challenge of Liberty seminar this summer. You can spend a week connecting with other liberty-minded students from around the world, attending seminars with libertarian luminaries, and grappling with pressing issues facing the world's economy and its people. Go to seminar.freetalklive.com. It's $195 for the class and $300 for the room and meals at the beautiful Notre Dame de Nemours University in Belmont, California. Seminar.freetalklive.com. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about here on the live Thursday night edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Michelle, who's going to yell at you and be irritable with you if you talk about something that doesn't interest me or or bores me. So make it good, people. Uh, go 855-450-3733. And, uh, you know. Still scared? I, a little bit. Um, <laughs> you can uh, go to archives.freetalklive.com and you can download the last six years worth of Free Talk Live. I think it's something like that that's available at archives.freetalklive.com. They're free, um, available to you. You can get the, the last seven days at, at the in the front of the webpage at freetalklive.com. And after that, go to archives.freetalklive.com. They're completely free. Share them. Use them. Do whatever you want. Archives.freetalklive.com. Let's talk to Nick in Illinois. Nick, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hi. The term anarcho-capitalism. Hi, Nick. Got me. <laughs> Hi, Michelle. 
the term anarcho-capitalism is what got me into anarcho-capitalism. Okay. When I saw it the very first time, I thought it was a laughable idea, and I was already a libertarian at the, at the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't even have negative ideas about the term capitalism. It was the anarchy idea that made me laugh. But it communicated the concept clearly. What it suggested was the idea of a free market system that somehow was supposed to operate without government support, which I thought was impossible. I uh, thought the idea was laughable at the time, but eventually, as I continued my way down the minarchist path, I became curious about the idea, and also the name had a kind of edgy appeal and also appealed to the side of me that enjoys analyzing a set of rules and understanding their outcomes. I was a socialist in high school. Then, (laughs) in senior year, I had an an economics course. Uh, Supply and demand and how they meet at the perfect point really opened my eyes to the ideas, and I said, oh, that's capitalism, and that revived the idea of capitalism to me. I think people for whom the word capitalism is a bad word, who think that capitalism refers to the collusion between state and corporate interests, probably also think that capitalism is the same as the free market, because what that means to them is that the government is not controlling the corporations, and therefore the corporations representing the free market are controlling everyone. But at least so, with so, free market, you're defining principles better than capitalism than, than you are with capitalism, because capitalism was a derogatory term. As I understand, uh, you know, maybe I'm wrong on this, but it was a derogatory term created by Marx in order to describe what was essentially just economics at the time. And whereas the free market, if somebody says something to the effect of, well, in a free market, the corporations use the government to get what they want, you can say, that doesn't sound like a free market to me. Does it sound free to you? And you can use the terminology free as a cudgel. Cudgel? I think people people typically understand capitalism today to refer to a free market. I, I I think that I, I don't know what people uh, you know mean by free markets and capitalism, and that's why I think that it you know when one needs to play with one's words uh, very carefully, and you know you've got to be careful of people's biases. You've got to be careful what terminology you use. I don't use capitalism. I certainly wouldn't use anarchy, which I find to be a. Uh, a, you know, a disturbing word um, at best and, you know, b- bad grammatically and all these other things. I mean, it just doesn't. I would never use that uh, terminology. To never, I mean. ever. Okay, maybe, I don't think maybe after a couple of drinks really with friends. <laughs> I don't think terminology is really what's important there, and I think that often gets missed. What What matters is not necessarily what the words mean to people, but what the concepts mean to people. I think that uh, you... Yes, choosing your words is is important in order to not get people to shut down when you're talking to them. But it's also important to understand where they are uh, on the scale towards liberty. Because uh, like, if you try to strike the root too early, that can be counterproductive. Because people have to be ready to accept each new idea in the set of ideas of liberty. Like when you talk about how taxation is theft, well, first... That's not going to work on somebody who thinks, for example, uh, they they might argue that the right to life is more important than your right to property, and they see nothing wrong with taking a little from the rich in order to give some to the poor. Well, at that point, all all I would ask them at that point is to define it as it is, though. If – uh, theft is the taking of somebody's property through force or or guile um, without their permission, then let's call it what it is. Let's not use some terminology that the government gets for itself. If you're going to advocate for theft, we can talk about the advocation for, of theft and when it is okay and when it isn't. Because frankly, 
I, I understand where they're coming from. If I'm starving and somebody has uh, you know left me in charge of a room full of food, but they didn't tell me I could have any of it, and I haven't asked them, yeah, I'm going to eat their food and tell Seriously? them about it later. Yes. I am not going to starve to death in a room full of food. Not because I'm a thief, but because I'm not an idiot. Mm-hmm. Nick? Well, the reason I bring all this up is because... Uh, Striking the root did not work with me. What worked with me was first teaching me economics. And actually, I think that ignorance of economics is probably the real root that we should be striking at, rather than the idea of, you know, this or that is theft. Because I think people judge theft as wrong because of the effect that it has on people. And if they see that the act of theft provides something better for people as a whole, then they don't mind it. Like the story of Robin Hood. Robin Hood is a hero, even though he robs from the rich. Oh, there's the word right there, robbing. No, he's he did not rob from the he rich. The he, no, he did not. He went and but he robbed the tax think. collectors and he returned the money to the rightful owner. But that's how the song goes. That's how the story goes. That's the popular idea. He robs from the rich and gives to the poor. It's what I grew up being taught. It's what I understood. And I understood it to be a good thing because it helped the poor. And that makes all kinds of things okay. And the reason I and I was never disabused of that notion until after I was already a libertarian. And what convinced me was understanding economics and understanding how these government programs actually hurt the poor more than anything else. Then I became receptive to the idea that theft was wrong. Yes, but what you're arguing from is an end result as opposed to a first cause principle. And I'm more interested in a first cause principle than I am a relativistic view of if the if the outcome, the ends just find the means. But I think that's how people think. I think that's how they operate. I think most people are stupid. Oh, God. <laughs> Nick, thanks for the call. I think, I think the different uh, methods work for different people, and I really couldn't say otherwise. Let's go to Michael uh, calling from Casper, Wyoming. Michael, you're on Free Talk Live. Howdy. What's on your mind? Howdy. You're gutsy tonight to be calling in. Let's go. Well, I don't know. If Michelle yells at me for this, uh, <laughs> it would just show that Michelle wants to yell at people because this is completely neutral and it's news you can use. I was listening yesterday to the guy who wants to be a studio musician, and uh, I didn't get a chance to call in. I was doing yard work. Whoever's telling him to, you know, whatever school is saying, pay us lots of money and we'll teach you to be a studio musician, I'm really suspect of them because studio musicians, as he's talking about, do not exist anymore. Really? What what, what do you mean? They're not... Well, the... They don't have people who sit around all day and get hired by studios to read music and play on scores for TV shows. Okay. Uh, most TV shows are scored by one person. Like CSI is a good example. It's one guy in a home studio. They send him the tapes, and he you know, writes the music for it and then works with the producers. Um, there are session musicians with orchestral instruments, but that's pretty much it. And guys who are session musicians, uh, you know, who generally end up backing solo songwriters, but I know a couple guys that are very employed doing it. One is uh, Martin Lenoble, who played with Porno for Pyros and uh, the singer What's from... What's the point? Well, a, a person called in last night, and uh, he wants to be a session musician for a living, okay. and he wanted to go to college for it, and we were like, whoa, whoa. Okay, so there was, that's the background to yeah, this. And, and okay. it's, uh, um, and, you know, and yeah. I, I felt like Michael, uh, Michael W. Dean here, uh, former punk rock star of some level, of some repute. Is that right? Yeah, of some repute. Yeah, okay. I was signed to a major label and played in a bunch of bands and toured the world. And uh, basically, I know a couple of session musicians who are really employed. 
you know, one of them's played with Jane's Addiction, the cult, um, Depeche Mode. The other one's Michael Urbano, who's played with, uh, God, let's see, Third Eye Blind, Paul Hyatt, Black Lab, Cheryl Crow, Smash Mouth. Um, I don't know. I lived guys, in Nashville, Tennessee for a few years, and there were a lot of session musicians there. Yeah, but they didn't get there by going to college. I That's agree. What I'm they get they get there by playing in bands that people like. The bands break up, and someone goes, "Hey, so and so needs a drummer for his demo or his album." And they go, "Hey, Michael, blah blah blah, just quit his band, and he's really good." And a lot of what makes people employable, other than nepotism and being in the area and knowing people, which has nothing to do with showing up with a degree from the Musicians Institute or Berkeley School of Music. The thing that makes them employable is being able to work well with others. That's the really, really important thing. I mean, you can be a stellar musician (laughs) and kind of cranky, and you won't get work. And you can be a a good musician, a solid musician who's not stellar. And if you're really easy to get along with and work well with others, that's what makes people employable for studio work and session work. Michael W. Dean, thank you for the call. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and two XM channels. FTL's also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line here on the live Thursday night edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Michelle. And Ian. Oh, Ian's decided to show up after wasting his time at the city council meeting begging the politicians. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Why is it a waste of time trying to work within the system here? <laughs> Careful. You have to define your terms tonight. What do you mean? <laughs> people, people want to distinguish the difference between... Anti-theism, atheism. Are we back and, on this topic again? I think I, yeah, Indeed anyways, we are. Yeah. Well, well I, don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with working in the system. I mean, uh, ultimately, you've got to, I mean, the, the system oh, is going to have to change. Oh, the wind's blowing that way this time. The system time. is going to okay. have to change. Okay, it's going to have to because you want it to. Damn it. Well, it has to because has uh, to. they're hurting. They're hurting peaceful people, and that needs to end. And I told the city council that tonight. That did they you need, win? No, not okay. I didn't give a single vote. As so long as to, they're being paid, they're, they have no incentive to stop. Can we talk to a Raul in South Please. Jersey then? Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Raul, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Uh, did, did we lose him, Raul? Uh, I'm here. There okay, he is. great. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Go for it. What's on your mind? What? Thank you. Oh, Michelle's got a sexy voice. Yes. Well, it's not the only. When I'm not yelling at you. Uh oh. Oh, you're going in and out. That's what she said. I don't know if he's got a. a, Sounds like a bad cell to me. me? Are you on a VoIP line or a cell phone, Raul? I'm on a cell phone. Okay. Try to stand. Don't move. Stick your arm in the air and move your leg, kind of side to the sideways. I'm gonna put a. Tinfoil hat on. All right. <laughs> Great. You are on the uh, air. Yeah. I, I don't want to uh, go back to this 
topic, but I had to call on, on from a couple callers ago about the scientists and the Big Bang Theory and all that. Erod. I think he's missing a, a big word. It's called theory. They are theory. They're not definite. They're theory. Yep. So, you know, they, they, scientists don't proclaim that it's the definite answer, unlike religion. They call them theories until they're proven. I think that it, you know, the the fact that you know religions that, that there are more than one religion then kind of purports them as theories. Also, I mean, clearly one of them has to be uh, if it, at the at the most only one can be right. And um, when it comes to religions, so therefore, what if they're well, all right? Religious people, they can't all be dogma. right if they're that's conflicting. Why, Sorry, that's what? why they're they're called dogma. They're you know they take them at their word. Scientists Some do. don't. Don't take it as their word. They take them as well. Hindus don't take their gods literally. You know, Christians and Islamists do. But scientists, you know, they argue back and forth until it's a proven. Fact. All right, a science uh, theory mean, comes about, and another scientist immediately wants to test that theory and uh, see if he can duplicate the results from whatever uh, experiments have been done in order to to verify those claims. So science is always checking itself. Whereas, yeah, you're right. Exactly. I mean, religion's not that I same mean, way. Newton discovered gravity a long time ago, and it's still a theory until they find the God particle or you know the Higgs boson. Oh, I thought they found that uh, last yeah, week. They, we're, we're there. Oh, they they found that already. Oh yeah. Oh, you it. didn't hear about that? How could oh, you not yeah. hear about that? Well, that, well they found it with like what did they find that. it with like point zero 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 five percent chance they're wrong or something like yeah. that. It's uh, very unlikely. It that may they not were be wrong. the Higgs boson particle. It's just a particle that looks like one. Mm-hmm. No, it's got a mustache. That's right. <laughs> I mean, it's just a theoretical term that they've used up to this point, the Higgs boson particle. So if they par- find a particle that looks like and acts like the Higgs boson particle, isn't it then the Higgs boson particle since there is no Higgs boson particle prior to finding it? I just It doesn't make I, any sense to me. If it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, I guess. As a matter of fact, the ducks news, don't talk. The, the news story that uh, the, that I, I uh, listened to actually mentioned ducks in the same way. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know... Well, just, I if find the guys that, listen, if the guys listening, you know, just it's called theory. You might have skipped over that in school. It might have been well, sleeping when they said those are theories, not sure. Stuff. But when when you're speaking to someone about their theories, I I would think that you would hold them to uh, you know to, to uh, account on their language then too. And I find the the Big Bang theory to be something that uh, takes far greater faith than any of the religions. It's a lot easier to believe that God created the earth in six days and then rested on the seventh than it is to believe that all yeah. matter in time and space existed in a, a space the size of a baseball and then blew up <laughs> to create of uh, the the trillions of universes that appears uh, as though that there are. I mean, I saw this picture from the Hubble Space Telescope there where it what looked like stars were actually galaxies, and that was a space yeah. the size of your thumb if your thumb was held 20 arm lengths away from your head. So, I mean, okay. it's just an incredible amount of galaxies out there. I don't know if trillions is the right term, uh, but there's a lot of them out there. So it's a... Well, yeah, and if we guarantee religion, you know, the universe was the sun would still be, the earth would still be in the middle of the universe. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't trust priests to do science either. The earth. So, and I don't trust trust science in matters of faith. Raul, thank you for the call, 855-450-3733. What I like uh, about science uh, is that it seems to me, at least from my perspective on uh, religion, that science, especially things like um, quantum 
mechanics and that sort of thing uh, sort of proves uh, to me, or it is proving uh, religion, I think, in a way. At least my Proving religion my or yeah. pro- uh, proving creation? Uh, proving uh, religion. My, my particular version, which is that uh, everything is God. So uh, I think that there's evidence for that. I mean, when you look at how absolutely everything is connected, uh, the Big Bang that you talked about before, Mark, with all of that, whatever it was, the matter uh, was you know, compressed together and, and then spread out across the entire universe or whatever, that uh, that you know that's all that's been there for that whole period of time we we are that old i mean individually we're all only a few years old but we're made up of that same material and uh, and we're even though we are dis- uh, we seem to be disconnected it's really just an illusion we're all really ultimately connected uh, at a you know an atomic sort of uh, level and I think if a, that, the nucleus of an atom was sitting on a pitcher's mound, the electron to that atom would be flying around outside the baseball stadium. We are space more than anything else. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. So the, the more I hear about quantum mechanics, I mean, obviously, I'm just a layman. I don't uh, I'm not a scientist and I, I, don't, I don't have their kind of grasp on it. But the more I hear about it, the more it's it's it backs up the perspective that uh, that everything's connected. And, and that's that, really my point on scientists is they've essentially become the new priests. And, in, in, you know, in the olden times, the priest told you how things were. They, they explained the universe to you in a way that you could understand it. And you had to trust them because they had the, the ear of God or whatever. Well, now with the scientists. They tell you what the universe looks like, and if you want to refute what they have to say, you're going to need to go get your Ph.D. in uh, you know, That's theoretical physics um, in order to, to prove them wrong. You can't prove them wrong. You cannot prove whether or not the uh, universe was created or whether or not it not today, evolved through no. evolution because we can't, we can't replicate the process. I don't think – I think that, it, as I mentioned previously, I think that is a false choice. I mean, it's not either or. It can be both. I mean, why couldn't the universe have been created and there also be evolution? I mean, why can't evolution have been the beginning of that Those creation Those questions are all process? valid, but the, my point is, is that we're not able to prove either one. Sure. So. But, but we can observe and we can learn about uh, the universe today as it is and, and hypothesize about the past. And it seems like the more that, uh, that science learns about what is now, the, the more that backs up uh, some of the kind of uh, new age uh, theories out there, in my opinion. Right. And for me, what it comes down to with religion is, is A, let's not kill anybody over our beliefs. And B, let's not threaten people with eternal damnation if they don't choose to believe the things that we believe. And Yeah, Michelle. I don't think she does. <laughs> oh, really? No, Michelle's okay, not that's good. Those, She's not as, one of those Christians. As I understand it. Um, so, you know, between those uh, why? two Why? I want the surprise to be there. What Christian so that- <laughs> doesn't believe in hell? You don't believe in hell? Michelle I, I believe in hell, but I don't, um, I don't think that people typically define those things in the same way. How would you and, define it? Um, I... Honestly, I don't. And this is why. If I cannot, if I cannot, um, uh, if I cannot prove something myself, then I don't even, I don't even have that conversation with people, you know? So I don't know well, whether you'll talk or not to people about Jesus. Can you prove that? That I, can I prove that I love Jesus? Yeah, that, I can prove that, that Jesus I love is Jesus. the Son of God and that Jesus, you know, died for your sins. Can you prove any of those when things? When have you ever heard me? preaching the gospel to anyone no you're not a pushy uh, christian at all <laughs> 855-450-3733 free talk i say love live. your neighbor as yourself it's, it's good it's good method 
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, 855-453, SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about here on the live Thursday night edition of Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. And Michelle. And Ian. Ian, tell me about the Free State Project. Well, I would love to because it is the best idea to come across the liberty movement that I've ever seen, at least. And uh, it's the reason why the three of us are here in New Hampshire is part of the Free State Project, is to get together with other like-minded, liberty-oriented people who actually understand what the ideas of freedom are all about, and not only understand them, but are willing to do something about it. So whether that's getting active through the political system, as I was doing tonight uh, at the city council meeting, or it's uh, you know running for office, for instance, maybe making up media like we do here with Free Talk Live, and we've got a bunch of other shows across the state on TV and radio. Uh, so making media, of course, civil disobedience, which New Hampshire, uh, certainly the Keene area, has become famous for or infamous, depending on your perspective. Uh, but there's all kinds of activism going on here. And the more people that we can get to move, the better. Uh, the more people that come, the more diverse the interests will be, uh, the better off we'll all be in the long run. We're already seeing success with over a thousand people here now as part of the Free State Project. Right. It's the most successful idea in the liberty movement. I mean, it's you know, the best idea as well. I mean, because tell me what's a better idea. I don't know. I mean, you know, the, the thing is, is I, you know, I, I think it's interesting, the idea of the, the seasteading there that they have, getting boats out there. True. But, you, but somebody else has to put together a boat. I can't pay for a boat. Not not of the size that it would take to uh, yeah. to run any kind of community. So, and there's a lot of risks involved with uh, with living at sea, and there obviously some, there's sure. risk involved with uh, being here. But I think that risk is mitigated uh, because there's risk involved in being an activist. But I think that risk is mitigated to some extent when you've got numbers on your side, when you have people safety in numbers, right? When you have people who are willing to stand together with you, uh, it it sure does help that situation. And so go to freestateproject.org to learn more about what we're doing here. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot going on. J.D. in Alabama. J.D., you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, how's it going? Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, uh, states in general, and, and that you guys are kind of my touchstone, uh, so I have no. to call in every a while. And ask <laughs> Michelle's cranky. Uh, Don't listen to her. <laughs> So, um, uh, well, the religious conversation is interesting. I, I'm going to change the subject a little bit. Go right ahead. So, um, Thank Obama you. Made some, yeah. So Obama made some statements recently, and it's got a lot of people fired up about, you know, roads being built and things like that. Is there you don't have, you're not responsible for anything great that you've done, but you're responsible for everything bad that you've done. The government is responsible for everything great that you've done, and it's responsible for nothing bad that it's done. You just have to understand that. Yeah, I guess that's the way you'd have to look at it. So my question is this. Um, uh, so uh, I'm, I'm not a big fan of, um, 
uh, states uh, using deadly force to to enforce things. And 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 so, uh, is there an example of a state that is decoupled from deadly force that also provides roads and things like that? An organization that doesn't use deadly force, um, but no. I can't imagine that there I'd is. Want, I'd want to live there. I mean, if that state ex- if that uh, state existed, uh, no, absolutely so, not. I mean, it's part and parcel of the idea of the state that uh, violence is at its core. I mean, nothing that the people that call themselves the state do isn't backed by the constant threat of violence. Whether they're willing to kill you over what you've done or not just depends on how far you're willing to non-cooperate. So, you know, if you get pulled over and you don't pull over, eventually they might run you off the road, and if you try to run, they might try they to They did that to Derek down. Jay on his bicycle. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, force is always involved, and that's the problem. Yeah, and I agree. And so I just didn't know, you know, there, there, there's a lot of people that, that are sounding very libertarian right now um, just because they don't like Obama and they, mm-hmm. wanna, they want to speak out against his statement. Um, and, and so they're pro-corporatism. But, you know, corporations can kill people, too. So uh, it, it's, it's this really interesting world where there's this almost freedom dialogue, but it's not quite there. And so I'm, I'm a little worried about it, but I don't have any like real world examples of of you know how you how you kind of move to this this other level of understanding how you interact with other people without wanting to kill them and and, so, <laughs> and JD you know here's where it uh, it all the rubber hits the road on these uh, in this this subject is there was a time when people couldn't imagine for a second even when economics showed that slavery was a terrible idea. They couldn't imagine moving beyond it because people had always owned other people. You know, whether it was the apprentice programs where essentially you gave your child to somebody else in hopes that they would raise them um, in that uh, in that field and do well. Um, you know, it was a situation of owning people or it was a situation of, uh, you know, people selling their labor for a period of time in order to, say, get travel to the United States or other you know, other ports of call, you know, all these ideas are really just what we currently have today. I mean, the government is an agency, specifically the United States government is an agency. Very few uh, governments will claim to actually own your body in the same way that the United States government will, because the United States government claims your labor even when you're outside of its border. As a United States citizen, you owe it money if you're living and working in Japan or something. You have to buy your way out. That's the truth. Just like a, <laughs> just like a slave would have yep. in, in Roman times and people buying, actually people could buy their freedoms in chattel slavery times even in the United States. Um, but, you know, or at least people could buy their freedom for them. So you really just have a, uh, you know, a loosening of the slavery restriction because there was a time when it's, you know, it, it became too difficult to, uh, you know, from a, uh, sociological standpoint to say, well, we own these people, but the government still claims to own you. If you uh, exist inside of its land, it will kick you out of your property. If you do not pay property, it, you know, their, their property tax rent to them once a year, they will uh, throw your body in jail. If you choose not to pay them their vig for, uh, you know, every year you create creating value in the marketplace and doing and consensually working with other people. So it's really just trying to get people to see the paradigm of moving beyond slavery, because if I had the option of working with whichever government agency, you know, a governmental body I wanted to work with inside a given geographic area then I would have choice. So government has, has always uh, you know, confined itself to land. 
But there was a time when you couldn't be two religions. You couldn't have two religions in one piece of land. Then nobody, They called it social anarchy during the English Revolution when all these people were trying to say, well, mm. we, we have the Bible now. We can read this thing. Thanks to the Gutenberg press, we have the word of God in our hands, and we don't understand it the way the Anglican preachers are telling us this is wrong. They actually were using the term social anarchy to describe what it was going to do to society. It was going to rend society apart if two people could believe different things religiously on the same landmass. Well, it certainly but was. We going see to, what happened. Yeah, well, it was certainly going to tear the church apart, right? And right. so it's the same, and the church same kind of did fear, get fear torn apart. Thing. Absolutely. At that time, you had to pay taxes to the church. Everybody did, whether you went or not. And that's what they're talking about. That's what these governmental agencies, when they talk about, they're they're talking about anarchy. Yeah, they're talking about them not getting paid. JD. So, yeah. So I have. Uh, uh, okay. So my follow-up question. Is then this. hold your follow-up um, question. Then here, JD. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Here on the live Thursday edition of Free Talk Live. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line. You can give us a call at 855-450-3733. It's Mark with you. Michelle. And Ian. Free talk That's li- so weird. It's just not Is the right order. No, but I do want, if you guys are going to fight, like I said, I want Mark to switch places so I can see the vein popping out. It does kind of pulse. Trust, trust that the vein will pop. <laughs> yeah. I have a uh, pulsating vein in my head when he irritates me enough. But the really nice thing, Michelle, here is I can turn off his mic like he does That's to me. That's true. You yeah. can. Oh, my gosh. Mark Do you has act- the power. Shut up. Wow. actually turn off his mic sometimes? It's very rare. When he goes off the deep end, I will turn oh, yeah. his mic off. off. Would I disagree with Ian enough, and I have him on the ropes? It's usually when he's shouting at some caller or being really ridiculous. Oh, right. I've, you've turned it off when I'm talking to a caller. <laughs> It's only when I'm talking to you do you turn off the microphone. Usually you're shouting and going out of control. Shut up. You shouldn't turn off. He is. Look at you. Give this guy a little bit of power. Eight, five, I like five, to turn four, you five, on, zero, not turn three, you off. Look out if he runs for office. <laughs> yeah. I don't trust him. It's going to be like that. So, uh, you know, today on the news, I was watching, uh, you know, the, the, the agreed upon lie. Sorry, uh, the, the caller had dropped off. So oh, okay. We'll, we'll not hear the follow up. That's uh, too bad. I would like to hear that question, whatever uh, that was going to be. There, there you go. Well, he can call in, um, you know, he can call in seven days a week from well, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern time. If it was an accident, time. then he can call back tonight. But usually it's a one call per night policy. That's right. So uh, today I was watching the news and it looks like they've uh, the 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 Nazi hunters have rounded themselves up a 97 year old man. What? Yep. Uh, apparently this guy has uh, been I don't even know what to say. They're, they're claiming that they've caught this uh, war criminal Laszlo Cassowary. I, I, I don't know if I've got the name right. He was taken into custody and today in Budapest and um 
you know, the guy's saying that he didn't have anything to do with it. And there's all kinds of, uh, um, you know, there's all kinds of he said, she said surrounding it. And maybe they've got the right guy. Maybe they don't have the right guy. Apparently, they're going to initiate house arrest, which seems like the the very best thing they could do in these circumstances. But, you know, I just always wonder. I mean, this is a really great example of this hunting people down years later for crimes that they committed, because there's no crime worse in the world than Nazis. Right. And there's not much many criminals older than ninety seven. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you really could. <laughs> there aren't that many people older well, than right, 97. Right, right. So the idea that you pick up a 97-year-old and you're going to prosecute him for war crimes from what, 1943 or whatever, it just kind of Well, it, it I seems support so it. Put him in jail and, and then he doesn't have to get his Social Security. And so that saves that way. Well, right. Just, the taxpayers can pay for him in jail right. rather than pay but for him. But that's a different budget. <laughs> right. It's a different budget. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean... the Leave the old man alone. Look, the, I don't support what happened uh, back then. I think it's horrifying. But I understand that people can change over time and that the 97-year-old version of this man is not the same person, likely. People as- do change over time. And he doesn't have the opportunity to ever have uh, you know repented or anything like that because... If he did, he were to publicly repent for his actions, then he would be admitting guilt, and the people and people would come after him. So, well, and we've got a system. This adversarial system of uh, justice uh, causes people to not want to, uh, you know, uh, repent for their their wrongdoings. What crimes don't have a statute of limitations? Uh, plenty of them, like murder. That murder, kind of thing. Yeah, okay. Sure. I didn't think there were that many of them. I, f- I figured murder was one, but I didn't this know. This guy's, I believe, accused of uh, treating Jews badly and turning them over to the Nazis. So oh, boy. N- perhaps not killing them himself, but apparently there was a dog whip, which I'm not entirely sure what a dog whip is. Doesn't sound good. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> whip is good enough for me. Yeah. Apparently used a whip upon them, and um, you know that doesn't. that's not cool. None of this is cool. These accusations aren't cool, but, you know, I mean, what's the guy's testimony going to be? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he's 97 years old. He's yeah. only going to have is a death rattle. No way, man. I hope someday I'm married to a guy when he's 97. We're still getting it on. Not, well, that'd be great. Uh, I hope you find a 97-year-old soon and he's very wealthy, Michelle. <laughs> I think that's true that certainly uh, one could be vivacious at that age. But a lot of times uh, men, not so, you know, they just don't hold up very well right. in their older years. So, I, you know, I mean, when it comes down to this, I just wonder who supports this? Who supports, supports going after caging this? Supports him? Uh, supports the, the money, the time, and the effort that goes into this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, why Why would we do this to ourselves? I, I mean, you just have to have this huge axe to grind. We're going to teach the world that Nazis were bad. We're not going to do anything about the communists and the millions of people that those people killed off. Mm, or the yeah. fact that the United States is bombed and killed over a million years. We're not going to do anything about any other government's uh, you know, malactions. Like the one that's happening Nazis. now. Sure. You can't, you know, what they don't do that. There was uh, only defeated governments in wars are right. the only ones we're going to teach lessons. And, uh, you know, what's it, what does it tell uh, the you know for instance Assad um, here you know Assad uh, the 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 new oh, rice uh, whatever you Condoleezza Rice no it's it's uh, I, it's it's another black lady uh, whose name is Rice who who's like some kind of UN envoy mm. or something like that to the United States you know was on the television today saying essentially that 
the people once Assad is uh, is gone, the people of Syria will have the opportunity to judge him, which says, "Hey Assad, go ahead and fight tooth and nail and kill as many people as you can possibly kill right now because we're going to return you no matter where you run and where mm-hmm. you hide." Rather than this guy getting away and stopping the violence that he's perpetrating they have to punish and this you know this guy uh, here this well the argument is if you don't punish somebody that they're that it will just encourage the same behavior from others in the future that's uh, that's always the but argument but they're encouraging the behavior now this you know by Who's prosecuting the, the, those in charge the okay. united states government and the people in the un uh, by prosecuting cassowary are showing the would be dictators of the world that you shouldn't stop what you're doing you know, use whatever violent methods you need to use to stay in power because we don't prosecute people who stay in power. We only prosecute people who don't stay in power. And Assad, you're the next one on the list. Is that his name, the King Assad to Syria? Is his... Don't ask me. But I, okay. there are exceptions and to that rule, right? They I mean, basically they... said with that guy that if he, you know, that's what they said on the TV today, that they're going to, that they're, you know, the, the Syrian people will have uh, their justice with him, which means that if he runs, that the United States is going to grab him, bring him back to Syria, and he's going to get hung like uh, Hussein was. So go ahead and kill as many people as you can so you can stay in power. Mm. Well, certainly there have been exceptions where they have gone after people who've been in power. I mean, you bring up Hussein. He was in power when they invaded his country. So, you know, it's not always that they wait for the person to get out of power. He lost a war, and as a result, they... You know, they, they, they were able to. I mean, if he would have won the war, clearly, uh, the, you know, the United States wouldn't have held him to any level of justice. The international community wouldn't. Mm-hmm. The United States didn't even have, I don't believe, the, the international community on that one, was it? Eh, maybe it was. I, I can't remember. One of them, well, one they of had them, some they have of the, the international community and some they did not. Right. So it just it, it's interesting how they just kind of. You know, chase people down. They've got to, you know, they they talk about justice. They create injustice while talking about justice. So I, I think it's ludicrous. And yeah. if anybody's interested, and anybody can defend going after this cassowary guy, I'd the ninety-seven-year-old. I mean, yeah. you, that's what's most important that we point this out. I mean, really. I mean, how many years ago was this? Now sixty something uh, more. What? Uh, yeah, no, not so, yeah, 70, seventy years. Yeah. Seventy years. I mean, he's an old, old, old man at ninety-seven. I mean, you know, God. It's crazy. Let's go to. Is I'd it, love to hear someone defend going after that guy. I, I would. I would love that. I don't think Latrone's going to do that. Is this uh, Latrone? Hey, what is up, guys? Hey, what's on your mind? You're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? First of all, let me clear something up. Did, did Michelle say that she wanted a 97 year old with a dog whip? It sounded like it. Just, Michelle. I just, <laughs> Just wanted to clear that up. Make, she's been talking um, about kinky porn off the air. I don't know what I'm, she's into. I'm, well, I, I I'm mean, not, I'm into, I'm not into watching, okay? So I don't watch porn. I don't watch sex shows because I just don't have any interest in watching other people. You should What's watch Sex about House. That? I, sex I house. saw you, you should... put something up about that on Free it Talk. Is started at it's my favorite Speaking, thing. People are talking about you <laughs> right now in the chat because you're not used to sitting where you're sitting and you're exposing yourself. What? Yes. I'm exposing myself? Yes. I don't know what that means, but I'd like to continue Pocket talking to Latrone. I certainly don't want to go around there and find out what he's what she's talking about. 855-450-3733. Latrone, you did it to yourself. Hold the line. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. You. 
you can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the toll-free call-in line here on the on Free Talk Live. You can give us a call, 855-450-3733. It's Mark with you. Michelle. And Ian. And if you're on any kind of medications, whether you're, you know, whatever kind of medications it might be, uh, heart medications <laughs> or, you know, you've got that erectile dysfunction or whatever Are it is. Are you on prescription medication? I am not on any uh, prescription medications, but somebody listening to me is. And <laughs> if you're getting your meds at a local pharmacy, you're probably paying more than you have to. Discount prescription services will get your meds at discounts as high as 70% off and they'll deliver them right to your door. All you have to do is go to meds.freetalklive.com, click become a member there on the left-hand side of the page. They'll give you a call the next morning if you uh, don't, you know, uh, or you can uh, call the telephone number there that's on the page. Their customer service is excellent. I've been through the process just to try it out. They they walk you through every step of the way and you'll save big time. It's meds.freetalklive.com whether it's Viagra, Cialis, but Boniva, Ablify, Lipitor, Nexium, Zetia. It's meds.freetalklive.com. So let's go back to Latrone. Colin from Huntsville. Latrone, you're All on free- right. Okay, you're back on Free Talk Live. Guys, meds.freetalk.com. Free Talk Live. That's right. Free Talk Live. What, you need some Viagra? Uh, no, a friend of mine. Oh, your oh. friend needs some Viagra. <laughs> he yeah, he, he's 97 and he works at PetSmart. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, okay, I you're mean, funny. You can stay on as long as you want. Keep going. That's what she says. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, hey, uh, no, anyway, this is the deal. So I've got a 16-year-old uh, adopted nephew, uh, Michael. Uh, he's He's awesome, you know, just a great kid. And uh, he recently informed me that he has become a devout atheist. Mm, okay. <clears throat> Not just an atheist, he's a and devout one. Just a, just a oh, point of clarification, yeah. Latrone, uh, prior to being an atheist, what was he? Well, uh, I thought he was, like myself, Christian, and, uh, but of course, now see, now What myself, kind of Christian? Uh, kind of uh, in between... Southern Baptist and kind of Methodist. Okay. Um, not really. I mean, we're not really a denominational. We're just kind of we kind of read the Bible and kind of just kind of try to learn from it. And we are. So, you know, if you were to you know, if you were to describe your theology in one sentence and say what it is that you believe that you can translate into your interactions with other human beings, what would it be? It would be that I believe in my heart. Um, without a shadow of a doubt, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and He died for our sins, and through Him and through God's grace is how we achieve um, heaven after we die. 
Okay, so so that's interesting that you say that because I I was specific when I said in regards to your interactions with other humans, other people. So for me, mine is, and maybe that was a trick question. Maybe I didn't um, clarify it well enough. I say, you know, I say love love your neighbor as yourself. It's a, it's a biblical principle, and I think that that is how my my relationship with God um, translates into my interactions with other people. That principle, by the way, exists in other religions. Exactly, but I mean that's just the one that I, you know, think translates into my relationships with people as mm-hmm. opposed to yeah, my relationship if, with God. If you were to just say that sentence to me, Michelle, um, love thy neighbor as you would love you know love yourself. Is that what you said? Yes. Um, I would probably maybe think that you were um, Christian or a godly woman, virtuous woman, uh, but it would definitely uh, spark a conversation, and I would want to find out more about what you felt. Right, and and then the, to to go on from there, I would think that you would want to see if there is actually any fruit or evidence, not just what I'm spouting as. My I belief. want to find out about the nephew. That's what I want to hear too. <laughs> So what about okay, your, so, your nephew? So so anyway, so he you know he he basically he didn't tell me my my other nephew, which is his cousin uh, that doesn't live with me. Uh, they're the same age. So and, your nephew uh, lives with you? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. I adopted him when he was two. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, because of drugs and alcohol and abuse and everything. So he's been with me about fourteen years now, hmm. and. I'm a, um, I'm a single parent and have been, you know, for, uh, I don't have any children of my own, uh, yet, uh, Michelle. But he's practically, <laughs> um, he's practically your son. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he kind of calls me dad sometimes and calls me, you know, you know, my, you know, I mean, he uses, you know, we just got a, a relationship like that, um. He knows his real father, uh, his biological father, uh, but, um, you know, he may have seen him three times in the last 10 years. So, Latrone, did you uh, say that he told you he was an atheist or that his other uh, brother or his the other nephew told you? How did you find the out? Other nephew, the other nephew told me, and then when I asked him about it, he, you know, he said, yeah, that's, you know, that's the way I believe now. Hmm. And how so, old is he? Uh, He's sixteen. 16. Okay. Uh, he'll he'll be seventeen November twenty. Uh, excuse me, November sixteenth. So, what did you have and, to say, uh, or what did you want to ask about that? Well, um, I I wanted to get some advice just from some you know clear minded adults out there. You know, I mean, I've talked to a few uh, you know friends about it and everything, and you know, at sixteen, um, you know, like that word devout. You know, I mean, you know, right. how can you, you know? So I'm thinking, is it an attention getter because he's definitely got my attention with it. <laughs> but I'll say this that I know teens that claim to be devout Christians and they don't have his character. Uh, I mean, he's he's a hundred percent honest with me. He's a great kid. Um, Raise up a I child mean, in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. That's right. That's a proverb said number twenty nine. Um, so and, I came out as an atheist. I came out as an atheist uh, to my parents when I was sixteen. So I guess I can relate to this to some extent. And I don't know. Really? 
yeah, I don't know. I'm not an atheist anymore, but I was for a, a good decade. And uh, so, wow, I guess, this is. I didn't even know that, and now I'm calling you, and and you and my nephew were the same age. It's funny how that works. So uh, for for me, it was a it was not an attention thing at all, uh, because generally as an atheist, especially in the Bible Belt, which technically Huntsville, I believe, is the Bible Belt, is it not? Oh, I mean, I'm like under the buckle. Yeah. So this is, uh, I mean, I was living in Sarasota, Florida, which is, you know, not quite the Bible Belt at all, but it's still the South. Um, And so he's in a place where it's even less friendly of an environment to an atheist than my environment was uh, back when I came out as an atheist in Florida. I mean, he's in a a world in which he's going to be looked down upon for this particular viewpoint. And so I wouldn't think that anybody would want that particular sort of attention. I I can't imagine that uh, that a teenager would would desire that. I know I certainly didn't. I did it because I it it was a long process over a number of years determining uh you know asking questions about the Christian religion I was raised with, which was Presbyterianism, asking questions that I wasn't getting good answers on, and then, you know, f- further doing more research. Of course, I was becoming that that age when the internet was just kind of coming on, like in the mid-1990s, and so I was able to do yeah. research maybe beyond what previous atheists have been able to, uh, to do. And uh, just, you know, for me, it was a long-term process that kind of culminated in me coming out, basically, as an atheist to my parents one night over dinner. And and I thought right. they handled it really well. Now, to be fair, they weren't the most religious of people. They would go to church maybe once every couple of weeks or, you know, yeah. once every three weeks. So, you know, we didn't have a bunch of yeah, Bibles or, or Jesus quotes around the house or and none of that stuff. Yeah. So I didn't get raised in that kind yeah, of household. That's me. There, I mean, are, there yeah, are Jesus me. quotes around my house, so, though. Uh, so the way they handled it, I thought was very good. They essentially told me that uh, they support whatever it is I do and that they still love me. And that was pretty much the end I of the conversation. I think that's the best thing that you can do, is you can talk to them about well, your that's, concerns. Exactly. And that's sure what you... I've decided to do, um, is to, you know, um, I've decided just to um, not push anything on him. You know, let him decide, you know, keep deciding for himself. He's intelligent. uh, And for myself, just try my best to lead by example. Um, You know, you know, whether I be Christian or not, just to prepare him for adulthood, just try to lead by example. And um, I feel that if he's going to be a Christian, that that God will will give him a change of heart. Um, For sure. And that's between him and God. It shouldn't be something that I, I think that's a great approach. Yeah, me too. Latron. I think that's I the way too. to handle it. Any other approach, uh, trying to change him back, or whatever, is just going to create resentment. He's right. going to hate you. Yep. Thanks for calling okay. in and sharing that, Latron. Okay. I really appreciate it. Let us know how it goes. Yep. 855-450-3733. I think that's all you can do is hang on loosely, as they say, and make sure that uh, your and son there for him. love him. Be there. 855-450-FREE. I've been told no in many different ways. I give you an order and you're going to obey it. Who told you to go this way? You can't do that and you have to leave here. You cannot bring Simon to the rally. Walk with me. Well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm comfortable me. here, actually. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, 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 hey. Who do you think you Excuse are? me. There is no video or audio allowed in this office. No, I have work today. This is... You ain't going to make it. Wait, no, no. Wait a minute. Hey! Oh my god! Unbelievable! Why are you running from me? 
Because you scared me. What am I being detained for? You're being served. What is this? What is this? Bureaucrats have a funny way of telling people no. That's the sound of the men working on the chain. Coming this summer, Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. See the trailer now at victimlesscrimespree.com. Eight fifty five four fifty three. That's the SACL toll free call in line eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You're listening to Free Talk Live with Mark, Michelle, and Ian. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Free Talk Live not only is an interactive radio program, but we've got an interactive website where you can go. You know, link to stories or blog posts or videos or whatever you think's important on the internet today. Put the story in at uh, Free Talk Live. People have voted up, voted down. You can do the same with theirs. It's this sort of interactive group Social thing. bookmarking. That's what it's called. And as a matter of fact, there's a, you, can, you can be even more powerful in the social bookmark, bookmarking realm on Free Talk Live by going to the Upcoming Stories queue. It's a button right at the top of the page. And there it's really you, the most important page on the site. Yeah. You can go there and uh, you know vote up stories. They have to get a certain amount of votes just to get out of the the corral mm-hmm. and uh, the chute. It's like uh, the like Buck and Bronco. I don't know. You the, they've got to get a certain amount of po- uh, uh, votes to get out of the chute, and you can go there and vote on stories too. And then make sure the ones that are crappy don't get out. So eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Your calls. Let's go to William in Texas. William, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, no, uh, all kinds of things. Uh, good to talk to y'all. Um, the stars y- at night about... are big and bright. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no one's going to play with me. Okay. Is that a Texas reference? Uh, yes, deep, in deep in the heart of, of Texas. Texas. Gotcha. Yeah, I knew where she was going. I, I bet you did. You did. <laughs> <laughs> Only Ian and like 0.5% of our listening audience didn't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So before Michelle interrupted you, what were you going to say? <laughs> oh, well, I, I didn't want to get sidetracked because I, I didn't know if you guys talked about Obama's comment about, you know, people who built businesses. Uh, He's responsible for everything great. Yes, we heard about it. Yeah, okay, so you already talked about it or whatever. I don't think we've talked about it. I'd love to hear your opinion. Yeah. There, there sure are a lot of internet memes about it. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I'd love to hear that. You know, what I should do is I should uh, listen to the, uh, the the context of the quote, because I always kind of feel like these things can get blown out, of, uh, blown out of proportion. But frankly, this is what everybody who works for the government really believes. They believe that they provide the foundation upon which anything that might be good might come along. So, you know, I'm not surprised at it at all. Yeah, yeah, but basically, um, I was going to call about something else, but it, it, this is even better for me, really. But, the, you know, the, him saying basically, you know, all you small business owners out there, you, you don't know, you're not successful because you're smart and hardworking and all that. You're successful because of us, the government. And he even sort of kind of claimed that the government invented the Internet to, you know, I, thought, I, thought, I knew he was wrong. He because most I certainly claimed that the government created the internet and it, that it was for the purpose of other businesses being able to um, to start from that. And so basically, yes, the government is responsible for everything. And the crazy thing about 
his claim Everything is that is, yeah, even if even if it was the government, the government is just not some entity out there that is its own being. The gov the the money is collected from the taxpayers and then it's redistributed. So so if he's going to claim that um, other people are responsible for one's. Um, successes and everything and the on the other hand everyone has to be responsible for their own failures and that the government's responsible for it uh your nobody's responsible for their failures now when you know get too big to fail you get rich enough you don't have to be responsible anymore william yeah actually you you said that well because um they're taking responsibility for um you know that government i mean that business that guy's only successful because of the government providing roads and all that and the the thing you point out it's Michelle Seven, right? That's correct. Okay, I just want to make sure I didn't call you the wrong thing. Is <laughs> anyway, I'm a fan of you. Anyway, uh, uh, so is his suggestion there that uh, small businesses are uh, uh, exempt from taxes? Because I know for a fact that that's not true. Right. That's how that road, whatever road that he put his business in front of or whatever might have existed, but he darn sure paid the uh, you know tax to. To maintain it or whatever, you know what I mean, right? As if the government is a good steward of anything that it um, it, it manages. Um, I suppose it's, we're supposed to believe that somehow it's a good steward of roads, and it always comes down to the roads with government anyway. Um, but interestingly, this country was full of roads before the governments came along and then took them over and decided that they were going to be in charge of them. You know, they were for the the public good. The public way was for the public good, so the government will take care of it. And you know, I I, I yeah, I mean, people use roads, that's for sure. But the government enacts a monopoly on them. It's not like you can compete with the government when it comes to roads because the government claims for itself a power called eminent domain. And so if it wasn't for this eminent domain power, well, you know, the roads might uh, go different ways and be constructed differently. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the fact that he um, – I, I personally felt like it was a severe attack on small business owners be. Because I mean, it was an attack, and it's the biggest uh, slip it, of his of the campaign. He's got his first big slip. I don't think it's going to matter come uh, November, but you know the the people people like you and me that already hold a grudge, you know, um, you know, we're going to hold it against him. So yeah, has, you know, but the, the scary or the disturbing. I mean, it, it was disturbing enough that he said that, and he like really like some people said, oh, he wasn't reading from his teleprompter or whatever. But I said, yeah, but that was an indication of his true emotions. And the thing that really bothered me, you know, that he's kind of dividing this country with, oh, the rich people, they're the enemies. Oh, the small business owners are the Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Yeah, Let's create a- class warfare, which we well, don't even have classes in this country. This but- is typical campaign rhetoric from uh, people who might consider themselves Democrats. Uh, but, uh, but on the other hand, I think that, uh, that it needs to be looked at from a different perspective. And maybe the people that are critiquing him on this, maybe the... I think they're they're partially right, but maybe partially blowing things out of proportion. Uh, sure, Obama's a Marxist; he's a socialist. I mean, no doubt about that. But then again, George W. Bush is a socialist as well. Uh, and of course, you know, typical campaign rhetoric is from the Democrat side: the rich are bad. Screw the rich. Elect me, and I'm going to screw the rich and help the poor. Right? And of course, we all know that when Democrats are in control, they don't do anything to actually help the poor. They just, you know, keep in- enlarging the size of the state. And of course, the Republicans' campaign rhetoric is small government freedom liberty and of course when they get elected they get bigger government anything but small we get less liberty less freedom so this is just campaigning that's all this is but i can understand part of what he said i agree with like i understand it i mean 
I didn't build Free Talk Live by myself. Other people helped me. I couldn't have done it by myself. And I'm so grateful for everybody that helped out along the way. Not just you, Mark, but all of our wonderful uh, co-hosts who come in here every single night of the week to help out. Every single one of the radio station program directors and all of but their engineers. But that's all voluntary, and that's a distinction. He did, well, I mean, I've got the quote here. It doesn't have anything to do with uh, coercion until he mentions the bridges. I mean, it, it, should I read this quote here? Ahead, it, it doesn't sound like it's been read yet. Uh, quote, there are a lot of wealthy, successful Americans who agree with me because they want to give something back, he says. They know they didn't. Look, if you've been but successful... give something back means give it to the government. He says, if you, you've yeah. been successful... You, well, okay, Mark, that's fine. You can read that into it, and, and I think that you might be right, but let's just look at what he said. If you've been successful, he says, you didn't get there on your own. You didn't get there on your own. I'm always struck by people who think, well, it must be because I was just so smart. Well, there are a lot of smart people out there. It must be because I worked harder than I've everybody else. I've never heard else. anybody say it's because they're so smart. I have heard people say it's because they've worked hard because nobody works harder than small business people. I get up at 8.20 a.m. and I'm at work by you know, 9 and I don't get off till 10 at night and sometimes you I do work afterwards. You don't get off until 10 o'clock at night? <laughs> if I'm lucky. Let me finish the quote. There are a lot of smart people. There are a lot of smart people out there. He says it must be because I worked harder than everybody else. Well, let me tell you something. There are a whole bunch of hardworking people out there. If you were successful, he says, somebody along the line gave you some help. There was a great teacher somewhere in your life. Somebody helped create this unbelievable American system that we have allowed you. That we, that we have, that allowed you to thrive. Somebody invested in roads and bridges. If you've got a business, you didn't build that. Somebody else made it happen. Now, I disagree with the ending par- uh, portion of it there. I mean, clearly, I built Free Talk Live, yeah. but I wouldn't have been able to do it without the help of others. So I think he went off the rails toward the end. But before that, I kind of understood where he was coming from. Yeah, but the, my father-in-law's got a ranch. And he spent a lot of money building it. I mean, a lot. And took risks, big time. And to, to, to cheapen that and say that it wasn't hard work or whatever you want to call it, it's, a, it's crazy. William, thanks for the call. 855-450-3733. Uh, it's, it's the kind of thing that can be used, to, uh, used against him in the campaign. 855-450-3733. Your thoughts. If you want to move to the free state you're looking for some real estate well i know a guy who's really great it's the realtor mark warden do you want a home with 20 acres a lakeside cabin any takers for renters buyers and sellers too mark warden is the guy for you porcupinerealestate.com Free Talk Live, 855-453. That is the SACL, C-A-I, toll-free call-in line. It's Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. Michelle. Ian. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. That's what we've been doing all night long, is taking your calls. Check out freetalklive.com where you can get uh, you know all the kinds of different ways to listen to Free Talk Live. The live streams, the... Uh, you know, you can uh, more than 100 great radio stations, uh, satellite options with XM and free to air satellites, the webcam, which if you had been watching during the break, you got to see Michelle put on quite a show at cam. I flashed my breasts that and, were in a bra. Yeah, there you go. And uh, I mean, 
That's a bonus. What were you doing a minute and a half ago? You weren't seeing the show. Somebody, no one got it in the the, um, chat room either. It's awesome. I walked out of the room, so I totally missed it. So, you know what? I didn't really. Mark's lying. <laughs> listen. Oh. The listen lines where you can call into a telephone number there where, you know, charges do apply if you, <laughs> if you have long distance charges, but we don't charge you. So that's listen.freetalklive.com. I've let's, seen it before. <laughs> let's go to Aaron in Indianapolis. You've seen me pole dance. Yes, I have. Aaron can online. YouTube. Save me. <laughs> Aaron, you're on Free Talk Live. Well, What's on your mind? I forgot what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know what you mean, man. <laughs> let me see. My shadow even sweating. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I've you never heard that one later. before. You can use it later. Just give me my copyright. But, uh, you know, I, I'm hearing all this here talk about oh, this particular president. And first of all, I, I support him when he got in because, let's be real. Are you dark chocolate? I'm pretty- do what? Are you dark chocolate? Hershey, baby girl. Hershey. All righty. I'm just checking. Hershey. You you supported him when he got in white. So did you did you well, did you thing, vote for him because he was thing. black? Do what now? Did you vote for him because he was black? No, but guess what? I, I hear a lot of my Caucasian brothers and sisters say black people only voted for Obama because he's black. But guess what? We voted in presidential races before. You know, yep. uh, we didn't vote for them because they were white. Yeah, personally, I'm you sick know? of you asking that question, Michelle. You've asked it of the, the last uh, two black people that called into the show, and it's I think it's kind of presumptuous, and he was going to explain to you why he voted for... I, right, I think that uh, you were going to explain in a, you know before Michelle interrupted you uh, as to why you, why you had voted for uh, Barack Obama, so please do. Yeah, thank you. Well, I was saying, we needed something different. You know, when you... When when you've been in a rat hole for the longest and someone come around and speak the truth. And, and let me preface this by saying, I think most people that run for office, they mean well. It's just that once they get to Washington, that place is so infested in such a cesspool, it, it either changes you or you get out of it. And if you stick in there, it's going to change you around. But the thing is, I, I just wanted to uh, clear up a few uh, misconceptions about this president. What he said in that speech last week, he modeled it. But he was trying to uh, repeat what uh, Miss Warren said up in Massachusetts, who said it a whole lot better than he did. And, you know, and for all these here conservatives out here talk about small government and government waste and uh, welfare, I would like to see one governor uh, uh, create jobs in their state without giving them taxpayer money to come there. If they really believe in it, they will come there for own. If you're against government and waste and government spending, don't ever support your state building another football or basketball arena with here, your here. dollars. Yeah. I'm with you. As far you as know, I'm concerned, the very best thing that the government can do. To, it, it all comes back to, you know, I don't believe in the government unless it's working for me. You know, and that's what he meant by everybody except someone. You know, a big corporation, we got these Zuzu come a corporation here. Taxpayers paid for the building, paid to uh, clear the roads out in rural areas. You know, it's, it's just, you hear all these their dog whistles, and I know you, and I don't blame you, but as a white person, you guys will never understand or hear the same dog whistles that me as a black man here. You know, and I hate to separate us, trying to, that's not separating you. I, I, I mean, I'm a songwriter here in town. I wrote a song called Fear for Sale. You know, and that's what our media does. They have no incentive on telling us the truth because they get money for these big-time ads. 
during the whole campaign. So tell me, and tell me something about your people. If you for, if you like Obama, you're going to find a reason to vote for him. If you're hating anything he does, even if it's in your best interest and for the country's interest, you're going to still find a way to hate him. Well, you how do you? I I don't hate I don't hate the man. I I just don't so like I any politicians. You. Right, no, I know, I, I get what you're saying, but I'm, here's my what I'm curious about is you came in saying that you voted for Obama because he was saying things that uh, were different, and I'm wondering how do you feel about him now? You know, does he seem a lot different than George Bush to you now? Let me put it this way: the gray hair. What him and Bush have in common, they both got the gray hair. Sometimes I hear people talking about how he said, "Well, he said he was going to change Washington." You cannot change unless people are willing to. You got people that's been there so long invested in their seat right now. I'm looking at people like John McCain and, and different, and Nancy Pelosi, people that's been there for the longest. They so entrenched in the way they handle business. He I think you're in, absolutely right about that. You're, you're, I think you're right about that. But also, he, tried, he, he tried. doesn't. He, well, no, you know? he, he didn't try very hard because had he wanted to do the things he said he was going to do, he could have done them simply without having – he didn't have to ask anybody's permission to withdraw troops from Afghanistan uh, or Iraq. He didn't uh, have to ask anyone's permission to do that, and he didn't. And, uh, and also – The transparency is what no, bothers me you the know most. I work with the military. You know how our military is, and the thing is – just let me finish this point. It's not just – he could have went to the Pentagon and said, look, we're going to close down Afghanistan. But here come all these generals, and then here come these congressmen going to run to the congressmen. Either he's the commander-in-chief and he is going to step up and do the things that he says he was going to do for the military, including closing Guantanamo, or he's not. Yeah. So the guy's a liar, period. Of course, he's a politician, so, and I'm sorry you believed anything strong. differently. That's just like, you, you, I mean, I understand where you come from, but that's a little strong to call him a liar. They're all liars, you know, he man. Signed, he, he signed it. They're politicians. Yeah. But I think it's our fault. Same thing. The American people fought because we're mentally and intellectually lazy. I agree no, with you, though. I think you're right about that. It is the American people's fault, ultimately, for allowing no, this to go on. If Romney gets in there, you know, if Romney gets in there, it's going to be uh, as bad. The people that hate Obama now, when he gets in there, you're going to be back in the two more wars because look at his advisors. The same hawks that got us in Iraq and Iran. Obama is as much of a hawk, if not more, than George W. Bush. I mean, they're all hawks. They're all warmongers. They're all killers. All of them. I mean, really, he just continued the George Bush policies. He's basically George Bush the third. I'm surprised you're not more disappointed. It's it's easier to get in than to get out. That's an excuse. You're you're carrying water for him, really. I mean, you're you're making excuses for him. You're falling into that category where... They're all the same. I don't carry water for no one. I'm 47 years old. My parents are gone. And with them gone... What about not shutting down Guantanamo Bay? He could have done that too, but he didn't do that. What about the government transparency? He was going in, talking about government transparency, talking about putting the bills on the internet for three... Wait a second. Wait, Aaron. Just wait. Wait. Wait, let me let me finish what I'm saying. He was saying that the, the, the bills were going to be online for three days ahead of time. He's run the least transparent, less transparent than the Bush administration. You can't say that. That's the, that's the hater agent coming out of you there. It's not a hater. I mean, believe me, I'm not voting for Mitt Romney. I it's can assure you. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and this guy didn't vote for him because he's black. Yeah, right. Oh, that's terrible, Michelle. No, Why did you say something like that? Because it's a bunch of baloney. Uh, that's nonsense. Aaron, thanks for the call. 855-450-3733. I guess we're going to hash it out after the break. <laughs> I think that's racist, Michelle. 855-450-3733. Okay.
Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. It's Mark with you. Michelle. And Ian. Ian, tell us about gold and silver. It's a great idea. I mean, obviously, I love bitcoins, uh, but I also love shiny gold and silver because I'm I, not selling my gold and silver to get bitcoins. Me neither. Uh, you know, I want to have a little bit of, of diversity. You don't want to put all your eggs in one uh, basket. And, Virtual or otherwise. Yeah. And so uh, silver is something that has historically been money for a long time. And it's something that, for me, I use it to store value because I know that the government guys are going to print out a bunch of money, whether it's George Bush or Barack Obama or whoever it is that comes next, they're all going to have the same monetary policy, which is print, print, print. And when they print money out, that makes the money that you have in your savings account and in your wallet worth less than it was previously worth, unless you put that money into something that can hold its value over time. And that's what gold and silver can do. That's what they have done historically. And that's why I recommend it. Uh, you can go to silver.freetalklive.com, get uh, so get your hands on and actually, you know, really have it. Don't just, it's not going to be in a vault somewhere with your name on it, supposedly. It's sent to you. It's our, our friends over at Midas Resources that have been behind this show for a long time. Uh, they've uh, selected some excellent pieces there for you, including Lakota Nation Silver Rounds. It's so pretty. Uh, yep, yeah, the Montana Silver Reserves. Uh, I don't think Liberty that has. one's up there right now. Maybe you should update your copy. Well, <laughs> I'm just telling you. It's, wow. I don't think it's there. Snaps. Thanks for the update, Mark. Okay. Uh, so anyway, you can go to silver.freetalklive.com. They do change the items there occasionally. Yep. And so you wanna... and you can call the telephone number there at uh, silver.freetalklive.com. The number is 877-857-9938. That's 877-857-9938. Or go to silver.freetalklive.com. If you're dying for some Montana silver reserves, you can call that number, and I'll bet they can find some for you. Very good. To me, I get the cheaper silver. You know, Whenever I'm there, I, I, the Lakotas are real pretty. But I don't care. They're, They're sitting in a vault, you know, or underground, or wherever it is they are. Uh, yeah, I'll I like to support one. the Lakota Nation. But um, anyway, you were gonna, you and Michelle are gonna hash out. Yeah, this, I uh, want to get to the calls. That some people, because I know people are waiting. But I really, uh, you know, I mentioned in the last segment that it frustrates me when you ask that question. I've uh, asked it twice question, in two years. Right? No, actually, it's twice within the last couple months but it's also twice in two years okay so uh so the last two times we've had somebody that sounds black on the line not just not just is that is black but also from the woman was from a particular area and her initial question she had called in about another show Mm -hmm. so she was a little bit confused so she didn't realize who she was calling, et cetera. Okay. And we did determine afterwards. Why that- don't you ask the question? The question I'm, I'm calling you out on is, yeah. did you vote for Barack Obama because he's black? Why not just ask the question, why did you vote for Barack Obama? And then let them explain themselves. I, to, I mean, to think that people are so narrow-minded that they're going to... You don't think to- anybody voted for Barack Obama <laughs> because he was black? I'm not saying that's the case. Obviously, some people vote for Bill Clinton because he's handsome. You know, these they're people... My that, mother that, did. It's ghastly. People vote for... Th- for, I understand there are people out there that do these things, but I'm not going to presume that somebody who's calling in on talk radio is one of those people. I'm going to presume they're more intelligent than that. I'm I didn't get the gonna... impression that Aaron was uh, that you know th- those were the reasons that Aaron believed that I he didn't voted for either. Brock. And I wouldn't have asked him that. I would have asked a more open-ended question of why did you? I don't think because... it sounds good to ask it right. that way. It sounds bad. But I bet it's... you some people did, whether they're black, white, or in whatever. I was living in Nashville, Tennessee at the time in a black community. Lots of people voted for him because he was black. Could be. Uh, you know, so the, so anyway. regarding so regarding this, I think it's interesting because he he said no, 
not with hostility, but with a little bit of defense there. Yeah, he said, defensive. no. Okay, great. So you didn't find me. Well, it's, it was a straight and question then, to ask. And then, he, and then he proceeded to say that he's continuing to support him, despite the fact that Obama's had the same exact foreign policy as George Bush, and he has continued all the bailouts and the same economic right. policy. So he's, what's the difference between the two of them? Right. I thought he that was that a much more interesting they, discussion. He said that the only thing they have in common is they have gray hair. No. No, there are, there's a lot in common between those two. And I'm hoping that we That's, could have shown him those things. And I thought that was a much more useful and productive discussion. Let's talk yeah. to Gardner calling in from New Hampshire. Gardner, Gardner Goldsmith? Maybe. Gardner, you're on Free Talk Live. Gardner going once. Gardner going twice. Somebody teach that man how to use a phone. Maybe Hold he's got a bad the line there. <laughs> Let's take uh, Hal. Hal, you're on Free Talk Live. Can you hear me? Maybe it has Maybe something. Maybe something to... is wrong with the network oh, studios. Yeah. It Perhaps could be the case. Board Hal? operator is trapped outside. You know, sometimes Maybe this people happens just want us to fight more. When you're a board operator, you go out back uh, to, to smoke, smoke a, joint? a cigarette or a joint or something uh-huh. like that. Uh, you know, the door will accidentally <laughs> lock behind you, <laughs> and then, oops, you got to call the general mananger to let you in the sta- the radio station. I don't know what to say. Yeah. Well, you know, you're putting what, all these guys on hold, though, right? We'll that's what I'm doing. Um, the, the you know, one thing that Aaron said that uh, did seem a little presumptuous to me is he called us white. Yes, he did. And but he's not. He might racist. be watching the webcam for all we know. I mean, he, uh, but but he doesn't get to decide what color I am. He didn't call me. And, he didn't call me apricot with flecks of strawberry, which is how I refer to myself. <laughs> and you know, these are and and, the, and I'll admit the people that look Caucasian, and I'll admit to looking that way, um, you know, have advantages. But I'm just passing. The fact is, as I'm not white, um, you know, your business. I, I'm business. I you know on my. I, I've just I've just decided that that's not the truth for me. That for me, you get to decide what one's race is, and you know, I'm just not. That I'm, I'm just human race. That. There is one race. Human I like race. That. Thank you. I like that a lot. Now I'm not going to say that there aren't uh, you know difficulties in in you know being black in America, and I do think that other people make decisions on what one's color is and that kind of thing. But I also think that to some extent you choose it for yourself. My my you best, choose what for yourself. Your race. My best friend uh, Julian is. Half black. His uh, I've met his dad. I met his mom. And, Which half? Uh, his dad is black. Top half, his, bottom half. All uh, um, inside, you know, outside. Mixed. At least half and half. He may be even less. He's like a zebra. Uh, oh my and, gosh, that'd be so cool if you were striped. He, you know, but, but his his dad was the publisher of uh, I, I think it was Ebony or one of those uh, you know very you know mm-hmm. sort of big name black magazines and or, or the editor or something like that. He was some big uh, you know big name in there. I'd have to. Call him and ask him these questions specifically. And he talks in a way that you can't. There's no accent. He's uh, you know he just he doesn't have an accent. He moves sort of through the white world. I'm using quotation marks here. His his uh, his wife is a white lawyer from Sarasota, Florida, and he cho- has chosen for himself what peer group he wants to be in. And you know I think that uh, I think there are people out there that would say that oh well you know Julian's not really black. And what they're trying to say is he doesn't travel in certain peer groups. And, uh, you, you know, I mean, can you see what I'm saying? Is that, that to say he doesn't have friends who are black? It's well, he, he, he doesn't have any more friends that are black than I do. I see. 
You, you know, I mean, it, why do yeah. you say black? That's so. I like it because it's nice. It's nice. It's a nice short term. We yeah, have I mean, this I conversation. Say an American of African descent, but, but it's that's so many syllables. Yeah, well, that's it's presumptuous. Pres- what if they're from India, or what right. if they're from um, the Caribbean the or something? Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, we actually had this conversation years ago on Free Talk Live when uh, some black people had called in, or a black person had called in. We said, "What? What? What do you prefer?" <laughs> and they said, "Black." So okay, so I've my children are, are half African. Mm-hmm. But what color are but they? Northeast African, but they're uh, right. Uh, yeah. they're like super Saharan African as opposed to sub Saharan African, right? Yeah, Africa's they're a big su- place. They're super as opposed to sub. That's nice. Well, isn't that the, isn't that the terminology? <laughs> sub means below. Super <laughs> means above. a sex joke. <laughs> no, it's just these. You have been looking at way too much porn tonight, Michelle. I know. I'm not super as opposed to sub. It was actually like a class. It was like a reference to class. It wasn't even a reference to sex. You have a TSA story for me, Michelle. <laughs> Speaking of sex, Jonah Falcon, man with world's largest recorded penis, frisked by TSA at California Airport. Yes, indeed. He was sniffed out and he was felt up and felt down in the poor TSA agent said, do you have a growth? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's my penis. how long is it? Um, Flaccid, I believe, 13 inches. Flaccid 13 inches? I think so. Let's see here. No, (laughs) 9 inches flaccid, 13.5 erect. Oh, my goodness. That is almost three times the average. I don't have any thoughts on what you might do with it. How do you wear shorts? You know, he's going to start wearing bicycle pants when he goes to the airport now from now on. For real? Yeah, and there's a picture of him with it on. It's like almost down to his knees. It's crazy. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And he's never done porn. Uh, uh, Not yet. So the, oh my God, eight five five four five zero three seven. That's what she said. I want to know what you think about this, Michelle. Too big. So does everybody. Eight five five four five zero free. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends, you like Free Talk Live, like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. Talk Live, 855. Why am I giving out that telephone number? We've got to the line. Don't call. (laughs) It's the final segment of Free Talk Live with Mark. Michelle. And Ian. And sitting over there sounding so sweet, even though you're like. What's that supposed to mean? Yep. You're like. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When you have to deal with uh, situations in your car where, you know, maybe the story that a police officer or person with whom you've been in an accident doesn't match reality. It'd be really nice to have insurance in that, uh, in that realm. The ultimate insurance is the GPS black box dash cam. It's a video camera that you control the, the memory on the memories right there in a little SD card in the side of it. And it's in your vehicle and it's got a built in microphone, a GPS navigation. It's got cameras for pointing out the back and the front and it records your driving route and speed for traffic stops or all other driving incidents, you can protect yourself with the ultimate witness at freedomcam.net. I've got one of these in my car, and it makes me feel a lot better. Uh, freedomcam.net. Let's go to uh, Gardner calling from New Hampshire. Gardner, you're on Free Talk Live. 
Hey, guys. Am I with you this time? Yep, got you this time. Hey, fantastic. Awesome. Listen, just want to say I've been enjoying the show, and you guys are, of course, amazing. Blah, blah, blah. Tell us what you want to talk about. (laughs) Hey, listen. um, Hi, Gardner. I just want to mention, hi, Michelle. Uh, It's great to hear you here. And if, if you want to know... I'm white chocolate and we're even Oh, okay. yummy, yummy. Melts in your mouth, go. not in your hand. <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever. I'm but die listen, of embarrassment. I, I, wanted to, I wanted to bring up something. In the conversation that you had um, with that, that particular gentleman just the last segment, Aaron? Um, I found it interesting because, you know, you brought up some very important questions uh, regarding policies that, um, that have been continuing with Barack Obama, the war policies, the inflationary policies, the bailouts, the corporatism, all these things. And, uh, and he said, and, and uh, Michelle, you brought up, you know, he's, he's lied. And, he, and what was fascinating was at one point he said, well, you know, uh, he's doing these things because he, 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 well, he can't get anything done because he's surrounded by all these entrenched people. And then you say, well, you know, he's lied. And then the, and then the man says, well, he's a politician. So evidently, he is um, perfectly, it's acceptable that he lies, and it's acceptable that he hasn't changed anything because it's excusable, he says, because there are people around him. But his lies reflect the fact that he hasn't even bothered to try to change certain things, and he has continued these things. So it's very clear that if anyone is listening and they hear a supporter of Barack Obama say, well, he can't get things done, and then you say he hasn't tried, and then they say, well, he's a politician. What do you expect? <laughs> so, Gardner, I mean, with that just, circular reasoning and that... Yes, and that, it's just it, circular excuses. It's all rationale. Are you going to support the, the idea that I think that many people who voted for um, Barack Obama, particularly of a particular socioeconomic class, that they did so because he is 16% black? I don't know. I don't know. What, I, I just wanted to pose a question to you, and I know you're coming to the end of the show, so maybe it's... It's something that, you know, you can think about whatever. Do you think there's some white people that voted for Barack Obama because he's Because black? he's black, absolutely. Okay. Oh, I mean, yeah, definitely. It, definitely. Um, and, and I think it, it's, hey, whatever somebody's reason to vote for somebody, um, if they're going to be expanding government, please don't do it. I don't care whether it's because you're a white person and you feel it's nice to have somebody of a different race in there or you want to have somebody for religious reasons and you want to pick a Mormon or whatever it is. I don't care. Please don't expand government. And unfortunately, they do. Um, but I wanted to pose a question to you, and I, I'll just leave this hanging. I, I mentioned to some friends over on Facebook, I said, you know, if I were to pose a picture, uh, post a picture on Facebook or online or whatever, of a little kid being robbed by a bunch of thuggish adults, and it was just a picture, like a, a security camera picture, uh, I would probably get almost universal approbation. And people would say, oh, my God, that's terrible. That's so bad. If I were to say to identify those thugs as politicians with a supposed government mandate for what they were doing, I think I would get about half as many responses saying that that was bad. Other people, I think, would say that it was just sort of a, a polemic that I was putting it out there. And I wondered what you would think polemic, as that's why such a nice word. people make that distinction. Well, because people people have lived in a world, um, there, there hasn't been a world for the last, oh, I don't know, six, seven thousand years where people were really, truly free of government agencies. And by governments, I mean people who 
the, the most successful liars and killers in the land who were able to rise above the other liars and killers and call themselves kings. Essentially, you know, I mean, that's that's what our system has evolved from is a you know a system where. You know, the most successful liars and thieves were in charge, and now we just have a, a system for selecting the most successful liar and thief uh, by, yeah. you know, doing it through, you know, the sort of voting system. So, and, and, and I was wondering, Mark, you know, I, I, I posted something afterwards, a little addendum where I said, what if those political thugs who were stealing from the kid, uh, I said that they were doing it for the kid's future? You know, I wonder, uh, you know, it seems to me that if the action is the same, the label shouldn't matter. You or, know? or they could tell the little kid, you elected us to do this. Yeah, and the kid, and I said, what if the, yeah, what if the kid, you know, we know he isn't even of voting age. So I love that whole social contract thing where they, they tell you, oh, you live here, so you accept the social contract. Or it's like, okay, well, when the government spends... Where's the exit clause? Even, what's that? What's the exit clause? I mean, Yeah, exactly. And, and it's not even, I won't even argue their ridiculousness that if I live here, I accept it. How about the people who haven't even been born yet and are now going to be paying for something once they're born and start growing? Not if you don't get a them thing. a social security number, they won't. No, they, yeah, they, good point. It's That's hard to operate point. without one. I mean, I'm sure as uh, as somebody, some folks that you know are aware, it's very difficult to operate without a social security number. Well, listen, I, I, I just figured I'd throw that out there. Gardner, it's been thanks. on my mind. And, uh, I want to let listeners obviously... know Gardner is his own radio host. He hosts a show called Liberty Conspiracy and LibertyConspiracy.com, so we can go hear more of him. Gardner, thanks for the call. Indeed. 855-450-3733. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> um, let's go to Red in Georgia. Red, you're on Free Talk Live. Squeeze you here at the end. Hello? Yay. Hey, quick, quick, Red. Okay, this is Rob. Ready? Rob, what's your name? Yeah. I just I said, I just said red. I just want to know if Rob, this is Rob Redding state. You know, this, this is the call. This is not the Rob Redding show. Uh, this is Free Talk Live. Did you have something you want to talk about? Oh, no. I just wanted to talk to him, you know, address uh, something he was talking about. What was he talking about? He was talking about the president. What about him? Saying that he, you know, he's not doing enough for the black people. What should? What should? The, <laughs> yes, I love you. What? What do, um, what do you think that the president should be doing for for the black people? I think that the president is doing a wonderful job. What more can he do for us? I mean, this is, what, 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 I mean, what, what do you expect? It seems to me that the president should be the president for everybody, not for just uh, one particular race. I don't so. need a president right, at all. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can't be the president just for the black people. Well, how about how about we not have a president anymore? Because I'm not interested in having anybody tell me what to do. I don't care what the color of their skin is. I don't care how old they are. I don't care what their gender is. I don't care where they were born. They don't own me, and I'm not going to allow them to tell me how to live my life and tell me what I can do and what I can't do. And I don't care how many people voted for them, and I don't care how many people want them to control their lives. I want nothing to do with any of them. How does that make you feel? Live in a society like that. How we? How can we do that? 
Well, it's uh, it's first of all, whether or not I have somebody telling me how to live uh, does not determine whether or not I can live in society. Uh, I can get along with other human beings just fine. I'm a voluntary uh, interactor. I consent with others to live my life how I want to, and I let them live their lives how they want to. Uh, so that's how we can get along. We can just all allow each other to be free. We don't have to tell anybody how to do it. I appreciate hearing from you tonight, though. Hey, you know what? Sex House. I just want to say, I mentioned it earlier, I love Sex House. (laughs) It was great. So so now that, are you going to go ahead and say, Michelle, I stand corrected, and and I understand now why you you asked that. (laughs) I got nothing to say on that. I still think it was wrong what you did to Aaron earlier. It was not appropriate. But uh, Sex House is great. It's The Onion. They have a a YouTube channel, and this is their newest uh, foray into comedy. As you know, The Onion is a uh, kind of a a satire on on news, and it historically has been a satire on news. But they're now reaching out into just satiring everything. And they have now uh, created a reality TV show satire, which just spoofs on all the ridiculous reality television shows that there are out there and have been over the last decade. Most of them I've never seen, but it is brilliant, uh, brilliant television. Highly recommend Sex House. There you go. Search for it on YouTube. You can check That's out. It's a nice closing. I recommend Sex House. <laughs> if you need a little extra Free Talk Live in the meantime, uh, you can go to freetalklive.com post stories there. Whatever you want to do, you can vote up people's stories, vote them down. It's been Mark with you. Michelle. And Ian. 8-5. I've been freetalklive.com. <laughs> Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it, and once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice, and are willing to do something about it. The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here, and I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com.